Bantu Boys. Bantu Boys. Welcome to another episode of the Bantu Boys podcast. I'm your host, Blake Ozizawisa, here with... Julian Chikuna. Yes. And our third member, Patrick, our manager, he's he's on the way. I think he's probably, like, cashing our checks or whatever. Uh, the money. Yeah, yeah. He steals all the money from us, too, by the way. But today we have a really, really special, special... You know, all of our guests Absolutely. are great. We're so, like... Like, we're very grateful that we've had so many great people come um, interview on our podcast and give us, like, so much great information, Congolese people. But today we got, like, one of the stars of the stars, all right? <laughs> right? And I, I have to, Ms. Noella, and I'm going to read off a little bit of your, your bio. Miss Noella Kotharis Munsuka, a Congolese Cyprus philanthropist and international model, is the founder and CEO of Malaika a grassroots nonprofit that educates and empowers girls and communities in her home country of the Democratic Republic of Congo, a unique, fearless, and elegant spokesperson, and the face of leading beauty and fashion campaigns across the globe. Noella is the voice of, for the power of girls' education worldwide. Founded in 2007, Malika's education and health programs are today impacting thousands of lives and are all offered free of charge. Noella has shared her insight at the number of world-class forums spanning the Concordia Summit and the World Economic Forum in Davos to the University Halls of Cambridge, Oxford, Harvard, and MIT. In 2017, Noella was named one of the BBC's 100 Most Influential and Inspirational Women of the Year. And in 2018, she received an award at the 100 Years of Mandela Celebration. We present to you, Ms. Noella Munsuka. <laughs> what an introduction! So much. Uh... Yeah, hey, we we can end the podcast now. <laughs> we'll have to jingle right now again. No, we're gonna do it again now. So, how are you doing, Miss uh, Miss Noella? How are you doing? Um, first of all, thanks for being here. But how are you doing? I'm very well. We uh, I'm busy in England actually, so we're still in lockdown. We've been nearly two months. <laughs> So I think uh, this week they're going to release bit by bit. Mm -hmm. But for you in LA, I think you're going to be three months. I cannot even imagine what is three months. Oh, we're crazy here in LA. We don't listen to any rules. People still go to the beach. They're still like eating food. They're still having parties. We don't listen out here. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, when I start, so you have this nonprofit. I like called. your flag by the back. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I do. I was oh, Oh, every podcast, I always make sure I got this flag so people know I'm representing. No. <laughs> so, Miss um, Noella, what are you have this great nonprofit called the George Malika Foundation? What is I know I've seen a lot of your interviews and you, you know, just so people that are watching this interview that are not familiar with it, which is they should be familiar with it. Um, can you just explain what are the origins of the Malika Foundation? So, first of all, um, at the beginning, I call it. George Malaika Foundation, yeah. but after a few years, uh, I changed it. We changed it, and it's been called Malaika mm -hmm. because I wanted everybody that uh, volunteer or donors or supporter that they feel related to Malaika like it's their own baby and not related because it was my personal story. Of course, it would be always my personal story, but I wanted they feel related that if you ask them why are you involved in Malaika or why are you donating to Malaika, they can tell you it's because it's in Africa, because it's in Congo, because it's girls' education, because it's in rural villages, because it's an ecosystem model. So everybody can feel related and it makes it uh, bigger because I saw one of your questions you were asking me, why you didn't call it Noella? 
for you know, yeah. like Paris Foundation, and it's no way I recall that. I want uh, the legacy to keep going for many, many years, and with me or without me, it's something that uh, we created and I created personally as a giving back, as a legacy, and it has to last and really enhance education for girls and communities. It's funny, that's, a, that's very selfless of yourself to not have your name. You know, a lot of people want like the attention and they want to be in the face of it, like in front and be like, hey, I created this for forever. So that's very selfless. Um, why do you have it in a rural location in, uh, what is it, uh, Kaluba? You don't have an American accent. <laughs> you really congolate with an American accent. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, cool. So, um, so it's called Kalibuka. So it's, uh, it's in the southern east of the Congo. It's a rural village. Actually, over the 13 years, the village has been quite developed because, um, to tell you a little bit about me, I, I was born in the Congo. Um, my dad, I was the only child. My dad died when I was five years old. My mother didn't have any resources to keep me. So she sent me abroad. And I was, uh, like I told you, I was the only child. And I was very angry to her because I didn't understand why she gave me away. I arrived in Belgium in the cold, no mom, no dad. And uh, it's like, it was a big contrast. But, and at this time it was no Skype, WhatsApp and all of that. So I received a few letters of her and I went to see her back after, after 13 years. And my dream was always to see her, but my dream was always to have women being independent and to have their own, being on their own feet. The older generation was depending a lot on men and husband and the mother was staying home and it's changing bit by bit. And for me, it was to give back, but really invest in education, really invest in empowering women, empowering girls, empowering communities. And when I went back to Congo and see her living in such poverty and seeing so many kids out of school, so many handicaps, so many problems, I always promise myself I will I will give back and I will do something back for my for my country and for my for my for my Congo because it's my roots is where I was born. I I never wanted to do something in town. I wanted to do something where there was no attention, where it was a real need, and where we need to invest in rural villages. And Kalibuka was such a forgotten village, no water, no electricity, mortality rate of 36 years old, maybe in this village. And I was shocked. And uh, I've saw a lot of villages, but this village, I don't know, grabbed my heart. And and they really wanted, and they would, they came to talk to me so many times. They find me where I was, where my mum was, and they say, we are a really forgotten village and we really need you. And I say, I will try to do what I can. And um, we decided that the first program actually of Malaika was to sponsor girls being abandoned or uh, being abused sexually. Yeah. And it was a group of girls in, a, in an orphanage in Lubumbashi and outside Lubumbashi, two orphanage. And we paid a school, a uniform, the orphanage. But every time we wanted to help more, it was so many people between and we didn't have really control of what we were helping them. Yeah. So we decided really to, to build a school in Kalebuka. So uh, it was, it's, it's Malaika is 13 years now. Right. So uh, the, in the village uh, where we start to, to have, first of all, you need to, to have the land. You need to talk with the chief of the village, with the community. They're okay with the, with the girls' a school because it's, it's quite new. Wow. And when uh, we make the plan, we find the land, we really even know it was impossible to build a school without 
water. So we do it a well. And we had hundreds of people every day coming to get fetch water from a well. And I was like, it's impossible. We, know, we won't be able just to build a school. We have to build wells for the village. And it's the reason over the 13 years, we built 20 wells that impact more than 30,005 people a year. We started only with a free classroom, an office, bath and toilets. It was only 104 girls. Now we have nearly 12 classrooms. We have 346 students. The girls start at five years old until 18 years old. They have breakfast, they have lunch, they have sport activities, they have art, they have music, they have STEM, they have coding. It's a really leadership um, school and we really try to stimulate them and to resolve problems and, and, and really become critical thinkers. I wanted to build a school as beautiful as the own school where my kids go. I didn't want the prototype prototype of it's Africa, we're gonna put 50, 60 kids in one classroom, white wall, you know. Our school is really nurturing, nurturing them and, and make them think and looking forward to do sport, looking forward to have innovative ways of learning. And we emphasize a lot of on the teachers training, on the management, on, um, on the updating constantly our curriculum. And that's what is really amazing. And the team on the ground is really the new generation. They are the shakers, they are eager to learn, they are eager, they give all their passion to the, to the systems. But beyond the uh, high Muisa, uh, the beyond uh, Malaika, actually over the 12 years, it become not only a school, it become a model. It became it become an ecosystem where we have the school, where we have 20 wells around the villages, mm -hmm. where we build with the FIFA a community center, where we're impacting more than 5,000 people a year, where boys, mothers, fathers come to learn to read, to write, to use a computer, wow. where um, we teach the mothers to do sewing classes, entrepreneurship, where we launch our own brand called Mamaya Mapendo, Mothers We Love, where we do accessories for iPad, where we're doing with these classes we have now, we build, we're making more than 500 masks uh, to give to the community. And actually at the school, we have a 3D printer and we've been doing a shield oh. mask uh -huh. where we're gonna donate more than five or four, 500 uh, masks to, them, to hospitals and doctors and nurses. Okay. And, um, and we grow our own food. So you have the ecosystem, you have the school, you have the community center, you have the, the farm, the little farm where we're growing our own food, where we're teaching biofarming and the food go to, uh, to contribute to the nutrition of the student and the staff. Right. And uh, this model, it's called Malaika model, we created a toolkit where people can duplicate the model wherever, in whichever villages or communities or anywhere in the world. But the success of Malaika, we are, why we, we grow gradually of Malaika, we started only with free classroom, we only one program, and then we grow because it's very important end of the year always to do a bilan, um, to do what went wrong, what went well, what can we improve, and working like a team and really strengthening what, uh, what we have. And I never thought that we'd become this, this model, and it's amazing because uh, it, uh, we asked the government to, make, to build the roads, uh -huh. And they, over 10 years, uh, they built bit by bit the road. So it brings a massive development to the village. 
This is uh, first of all, uh, bon, premièrement, bon, moi je vais rester en français de manière à, à inviter ceux qui nous suivent, euh, ceux qui sont francophones, comme ça ils prennent les, les informations nécessaires, et ils suivent, ils, ils savent de quoi, de quoi on parle. Et, euh, mais en tout cas, c'est assez impressionnant. You guys, I'm saying that I hear everything that you just listen is just so impressive. Right uh, and beautiful, you know. It's we 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 need this. It's just like so powerful too. Uh, C'est vraiment surprenant uh, et impressionnant que voilà ça ça fait quoi? Ça fait dix ans, c'est ça? Hein? Non, bientôt 13 ans. Bientôt 13 ans, pardon. Oui. Wow. Ça va. Uh, moi, j'ai quelques questions ici. Uh, je vais les faire en français si ça te si ça te va. Sinon, on continue en, en anglais. C'est comme tu c'est comme tu le sens aussi. Oui, il n'y a pas de problème en anglais, ouais. français. Ok, vas-y, on va faire en français comme ça, ça fait un... tout le monde peut nous peut nous suivre. Alors, um, Julie, can I say one thing before you get to the uh, next question? Um, first, um, um, Miss Noella, this is um, so this is Patrick. He's the one that's been emailing you or whatnot. So Patrick, Hi, Noella. Patrick. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. You? Glad to have you on. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Um, so Miss Noella, like you said. I agree with everything Julian said. One thing I was, I'm very impressed with, I'm going to kind of go off script, um, talking about Malaika. You said you, the fact that you have a STEM program and that you're teaching girls coding, is that true? Yeah, yes. We're working with actually, what is really amazing, we're working actually with some amazing uh, teachers all over the world. And we're working with some uh, diaspora Congolese, a professor from Harvard and Northeastern University is strengthening all the math program of the schools. Okay. We have a software engineer um, that works for a big company in America, actually is from Goma, yeah. and uh, he works in Seattle, and he went uh, to the school, he's donated his skills, and right. he really um, trained the program, he, he, he created the program of the school for the for the coding, Josuel, his name, and uh, it's really good because the girls, yeah, they're learning to code, some of the girls can do some pages of website and it's really amazing to see them growing and what I'm very happy is to see all these African diaspora and especially Congolese to come to give back their skills and they, and they, and and really bringing that because the math program that we've been created with Professor Jonathan is really is really impressive because um, he is is doing over Skype and he's strengthening the program of maths And even he noticed a few girls that were so good on maths and we were selecting two of the students they were supposed to go this summer to do the Harvard summer uh, camp for maths. But unfortunately with everything happening in the world, we cannot, uh, we cannot do it. So it's mean that you can come from a village, but it's not the village that defines you. It's what is the potential of Malaika school will unlock on the potential of each student. And the, the student, the second they're entering a school, they know they're very lucky and they're grabbing this chance of studying, of dreaming big. We have at a school um, from all over the world and from all of walks of life, from the mother from the village to come to talk, from the businesswoman, from an ambassador, from a singer, from a celebrity, from a big CEO. We have all kinds of people that come to volunteer at the school and come to talk 
because I really ask all the volunteers and all the guests coming to visit the school to not only talk about uh, what they will volunteer and do with the girls, but to talk about their journey, their success, their challenge, how they arrive at their career or job, and what can they they really um, inspire the student. And that's really good. A few months ago, we got the CEO of uh, President of Caterpillar, she came uh, she came um, visit our school and she talked to the student and it was very beautiful conversation and we have the ambassador of um, america from the base in kinshasa that came to visit the ambassador of italy we have eve and we have a lot of mothers you know we ask mothers uh, to come to talk and local business people and teachers and it's just a community they have to learn from everyone we have a pilot uh, it's right. so cool no, the reason why I was so interested in the fact that you have coding is the fact that you're, I don't think, I hope the community there in, um, in Lumumbashi understand you are, that's so forward thinking because the whole world is so tech, it's so technologically advanced. Like there's like, we're here in Los Angeles, there's pockets of Los Angeles where only people that can live in certain areas, they only work in engineering and in technology. Where there's even portions of high schools that I've worked with where they're just strictly teaching kids about coding and technology because technology is like the way of the future. Where it used to be when you were younger, people would go to college and they would major in um, like certain arts, liberal arts, where there's like, no, there's no money in that. The world isn't moving in that direction. So it's like, it's a kudos to you, or it's like, it's honorable of you to have those girls learning. Oh. And in Africa, we are far behind. So if our girls can be very becoming good coder and everything, they will they will get the job. They will right. get. It. But you know, not even also to just get the job, but also as well, like you know, you can create your own app. You can create. You can. There is. Um, I'm a huge sports fan, so there's huge um, sports organizations that are being owned by these tech companies. Somebody started a, a an app ten years ago. Ten years later, they made so much money. Now they own a sports team. You know, so. These girls, I hope they see that it's unlimited the potential if if and when they get into like coding and technology, you know. This, and look at the world now, no conference will be allowed for a while and right, the world is right. becoming one because you can be in LA, I can be in England, I can be in Congo, and, and we can have that and we can reach even more people all over the world. Right. Um, I do you know this was, oh Patrick, go ahead. I don't know if you have anything. I there's so much I have, so many questions I have to ask. Oh, no, you can go ahead, Joanne. Oh, um, do you, have a, do you want to go to the next question? Gloria, are you from uh, from uh, Congo too? Oh, me? Yes, yes, I am. My family, obviously, both my parents are from there, but I was born and raised here in Los Angeles, like Baleko. Yeah, you love where it. You, where your family come from in Congo? Uh, Kinshasa. Oh my God, I have to come to LA. My, my brothers, they're all there. Oh, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> Yeah, the, the community here has been here since at least the 70s. Like I know my dad came here in school in the 70s, and he already had like a few cousins who were already here for school. So it's been here for some time. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Um, and I want to tell you something very important. I created Malai, we created Malaika with an amazing team, and 85% of the money we're raising go to the programs. I don't take any salary of Malaika. I donate my five, six hours a day running and leading with the team. Uh -huh. And uh, that was what I wanted to, 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 
when people ask me we want to create foundation and i say don't create foundation to to make money create a foundation to give back and and show an example that you don't take yourself a salary i don't i don't want to jump the gun but i'm sorry julian go hit the no, no, go ahead go ahead i'll finish it so how can other organizations are in congo how can they reproduce this model that you created with uh, with Malika, because I, I actually I want you to come to Los Angeles and you can teach LAUSD like to to have this model. So we writing this um, the, the model is existing, but now we need to re we putting it into a toolkit. And actually, we were supposed to go to Congo uh, to this July to really have the team to really finalize the toolkit and and we can share because for us is no way. It, we learned so much over the last 13 years and we will not want a foundation that want to set up something, go through all the challenges we have. I want to share what we've been through, you know, and it's, uh, it was something very important. And I do believe it's very diff. You have to take in consideration the village you're going to work, the community, the country, because it's all different. If you're doing a school in the Congo in a village and if you're doing a school in Ivory Coast or in Nigeria, it's completely different. You need to work with the context and government and rules are different too and curriculums. In Congo, we have to follow the rules. We have to follow the Congolese national uh, curriculum for school. And on the top, at our school, we added, um, we added the, the music, the art, the sport, the coding, and we're having the breakfast, the lunch. And it's free school, you know, it's... Mm -hmm. uh, it's a, and very sad because with everything happening, the government in Congo asked to close uh, every school and centers and public places. So we've been closed since a few weeks. And um, it's not my main concern is not only um, the girls who will lose the, the educational right. knowledge. That's not the biggest. For us, the biggest loss will be the health. Of a student because we, we're talking in a village where they're living under one dollar a day we're talking about a village where uh, the population sleep most of them on the floor they don't have electricity water we're talking that our students come to a school to have breakfast and lunch and 95 percent of the attendance through this program so can you imagine that the student not coming to a school they will eat maybe once or twice a week to their home so we lost one of our students uh, called Leia 10 days ago because she could, she died of malaria. So the, the malaria, it's huge in Africa. So we will lose a lot of people. And suddenly is if she was coming to study at a center every day, we will have seen she was sick. We will have help her. Right. We have another student, Exodi, she's at the hospital. So the, the, we completely lost control of her health because a few years ago, we lost one of our students called Miriam. It was between Christmas, uh, she was six years old, and um, it was a big wake up for us because you cannot do education without health. So when we lost Miriam, on the memory, we, we built an infirmary at the school where we really emphasized to really have health checkup on our students. But the biggest loss, I see my kids, I have two kids here in England, nine and five years old, I do six years old, my daughter just turned six. We're doing all this homeschooling, but it, they, they have to be on the top of their homeschooling to be sure that when they go back to school, they won't be behind. But they have food every day, my kids. They have electricity, they have water. 
they have everything in Congo, water, in a lot of places in Africa and in the world. Water is a luxury, soap is a luxury, food is a luxury, hospital is a luxury. So we're talking about the virus, yes, but the problem beyond that are even bigger than we cannot control. So when we, this crisis arrived, we decided to create an emergency fund where uh, we're doing feeding programs. So we, we, um, we're distributing uh, food and soap, masks, and we reach already uh, more than 1,600 people through all the ways that we build. We have a point where we're teaching about social distancing, about washing hands, and uh, we're trying to play a, a part in, a, in, a, in different ways and trying to reach. And our student cannot come to the school to get the homework because it's not allowed. So we have to create that uh, with the teachers and volunteers that they go to certain points and they can give and distribute to the student and then they meet them again because they don't have internet, they don't have a phone, right. you know. So it's a, it's a different, uh, you're talking about a different uh, way. And we're just coming out of the of the of the rainy season thank god for that because it would have been terrible if it would be the rainy season so like it seems like one of the issues with malaika is not even malaika like the you have to deal with the the, the lack of infrastructure in congo right because that seems to be the root of all the issues if there was like a proper infrastructure you would have to have this whole responsibility of if it's just to send homework, that's one thing. But we do care beyond that. We care about the health. We care that they will have food. We care that they will have soap. We care that the older wells that they have around the water is clean. It's, yeah. you know, so it's a, it's, it's not easy. And to have lost Leah was a, was a very, very, very sad moment. Only ten years old. I'm a mother. It's really, um, it, it was, it was very tragic. Sorry about that. Um... I'm sorry, um, Julian, go to the next question. Okay, okay so um, au début de tout cela, euh, le, chef, le chef du village, en fait, euh, déjà la question, euh, pourquoi une location rurale et euh, pourquoi Kalebuka comme location? Ah, c'est ce que j'avais dit, hein, c'est que Kalebuka, on a visité beaucoup de villages, mais Kalebuka, c'était un, un village qui, qui m'a vraiment touché énormément parce que de voir le degré de pauvreté et le, le manque d'infrastructure, c'était quelque chose qui, qui m'a vraiment choqué et que, et que je voulais aider. Et puis, je me suis sentie... Euh, Ce n'est pas le village d'où je viens, ni de ma mère. Hein. Je ne voulais aucun lien avec moi. Je voulais juste... I wanted just to give back. And that was my mission. Uh, I'm, I was born in Lubumbashi, but I wanted... That's the way that we wanted and that's the way I want the legacy to keep continuing of Malaika. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, we saw the chief of the village, we saw the community and they were uh, they were uh, very happy and is the reason Malaika has been able to achieve what we do because mm -hmm. the entire community is protecting Malaika. You know, mm -hmm. we have the school, the community center, the Wales agriculture. We just don't only teach the students. We distributed 11 malaria nets over the 13 years. Uh, to the village, we built the 20 wells, we distributed 10,000 bowls, uh, we brought a lot of people that came to support, we pushed the government to make the road, so we're pushing now to, to bring electricity. So the, the, the infrastructure has been um, very crucial in what we, do, we did for the, for the village. Um, what languages do you teach the girls in Malaika? Malaika? 
most of the girls they arrive speaking uh, Swahili or French, so we mm -hmm. teach them French, Swahili, and uh, they learn English. Oh, okay, because I saw a video where they were like um, speaking English. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, they, they they learn English. Okay. Um, Next time you can interview one of them. Oh no! When, oh look, when I'm coming, I'm coming in hot. I've been trying to learn. Um, I'm going to learn Swahili, at least conversational. <laughs> but it's good. You should teach a lot of things about tech, technology, and. I saw you started a program. It's like a disaster when I see my God, we might not go this summer in Congo. No, I no, no. Let me tell you something. Once this quarantine's over, boys, we're gonna be in Malika. We have it's funny because this is um, off the off the, the cuff, but we have a list of that Sarah sent us of like items. Oh, we're coming in with big gift bags. Don't worry. Oh, what's the point? Tal, you see, she's amazing. She's our country manager. She speaks French, English, Swahili. She's uh, the new generation, a headmaster's. I think you've been on email too. Silva is 29 years old. It's unbelievable. He's uh, really uh, crucial and is very passionate and he's giving. Yeah. His, you should watch a video of him <laughs> about the school. It's a really beautiful story of uh, each staff of the team is uh, bring his own uh, willing and his yeah. own knowledge. Yeah, they have their, they're so, they're so bright. They have like so many great ideas. Like, and they were so welcoming too. Cause I was, you know, when I was talking like, hey, we're the Bantu boys, they were just like, no, come, this will be great. So I'm very, uh, I'm so, I can't wait till this is over. And you know, it's very important because the students, they will see your story. You are in Los Angeles, but you're coming back. You want to give back. It's, it's, yeah. it's important. You know, they, that's, it's, it's becoming a family like Josue, like Jonathan, like uh, Salima, a lot of them coming and they're seeing that they want to become like you guys. And it's, it's fantastic. So I want to be like them. They're stronger than us. Um, you know what? They're very strong. For the 10 years of Malaika, we brought three students. Louise, okay. Moamini, and um, and uh, Lorian, and we brought them in New York for two weeks, and it mm -hmm. was a great experience for them. First time sleeping in in a bed, but after that we brought them beds for their home, eating strawberry, going to to so many restaurants, and taking the boat, the tube, the subway. It was an amazing experience for them, but they were uh, they were missing Congo. They were very happy to go back to Congo. Their home is their home. And you know what? When they came, that was very um, impressive to see girls leaving this village, taking uh -huh. for the first time the plane. But they have um, so much dignity. They were standing with a lot of, uh, a lot right. of class, elegance. It was amazing. You know, it's funny. I I wrote down here when I was watching all of your videos. But when we we're making the questionnaire, one thing that you're doing is you're establishing confidence. I think that's so important in Africa. And like you need to bring um, exactly. And you know what? It's important uh, beyond the, the intellectual curriculum. Yeah. What is missing in Congo and Africa? And I did say that to another interview. We need to bring values, yeah, integrity, yeah. honesty, working hard, giving back. Because when they will have key jobs, they will have this value instilled in them. Because right. we seeing the the chaos sometimes of a lot of countries that we have. Oh my God, it's so much corruption. It's so much, uh, they're losing the integrity, you know? Yeah. Um, the next question? I don't want to keep going off the, uh, the, the cup. Okay, now I want to send your question. Tell me. Yeah. Tell me? Okay, I'll go back to French. Uh, okay. No, but you speak English. Yeah, you want to keep in English? No problem. No, French, English, I don't mind. Oh, pourquoi? 
you know, we have some viewers who don't understand a lick of English, so you know, C'est quoi une journée? Euh, comment? Qu'est-ce qu'est-ce qu'une journée avec dans avec toi, avec Noëlla Corsaris, Musunka? Um, my days are very early. My days start at 7 or 7.30 a.m. 7, I'm with my kids, give them breakfast. Normally, I go to drop them to school. But uh, now we are homeschool, <laughs> so I'm the teacher. So we do the homeschooling. Between I have some conference call. Uh, between I do have some interviews. I run Malaika with a team. We have a team in America. We have a team in the Congo. I have uh, in this time of crisis, I have a lot of calls with donors, with um, with, uh, with, uh, with, uh, with with a lot of the, the local team too. We have um, I have a lot of webinars, a lot of interviews. Generally, I travel a lot. I travel a lot. I speak to a lot of conference. I still do my modeling, but I do a few key jobs during the year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have photo shoots. My life is very busy. I travel nearly every two weeks. I'm somewhere in a plane and in somewhere in the world. And I go two, three times in the Congo. Mm-hmm. But uh, this lockdown was good for me because uh, I spent a lot of time at home and it was something that I, that I needed and uh, to be with my kids, with my family, to organize my home. And you have, uh, of course, uh, we've been massively affected, Malaika, 80% of our donations are down. So it's a time where you have to reflect, where you have to reorganize yourself, strengthening the, the team, strengthening uh, the foundation, work in different ways, innovate, how you're going to raise money. So it's um, there's a lot of challenges right now. And um, I work late because I work a lot with uh, the American team. I work generally around the 10, 11 o'clock. Uh-huh. and um, have a lot of interviews <laughs> and a lot of Zoom calls and a lot of Instagram live. There's a lot of things I was not able to do before because my life was constantly traveling. But um, being home, I'm very happy because I do things that I like, really. Doing an interview with you, with people that I feel that have a heart, that I feel related, it's uh, it's very important for me. When I go to speak to conference, I speak here to conference, I speak to schools, but I like to speak to a very small group eight, ten people, and I like, they invite me to speak, but at some point in time, I stop, and I want to learn everybody from the room and what they, they want, and, and it's, very, uh, it's very special moment. Um, can I ask you this with, uh, with Malika? With the early, you talked about like the hiring of the teachers. Do you have the final say with that, or do you have like a specific team that they do that where they pick the teachers? So generally, we, we recruit teachers around May, June or July, mm-hmm. and generally I'm there too. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I set up Malaika and, and I'm involved in every decision mm-hmm. because um, this is my, my third baby. So yeah. I want to be part of it and I follow everything going on. I'm on CC on most of the emails. We have the team that's running everything, but it's important for me to be involved. And uh, the, the, the teachers, we choose them very, very carefully. They need to have the skills. They need to, to get into the values that we have at the school and get into the team. And we're working like a family for the student. And it's really great because the team on the ground is not scared of 
scared of the team in New York or in America, they are more scared to fail towards the community of the student. And that is very important because they're not working for me, you know, the, the teachers, they're working for their country. This is the girls or the, the, or the, the, the community that will take, the, that will have a place in the country or in the continent. So that's very, very important that they understand that. And we put a lot of uh, emphasis on the teachers training and the team. So they're constantly learning and we're using this time where the school is closed mm -hmm. to really uh, push the, 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 the team um, to have the training. Okay, you talked about, you know, some of the challenges that you have to deal with with the with the COVID-19. Is there any more challenges you have to deal with besides like the, the lack of funding? That you're yeah, the lack of funding, um, you know, even if the school is closed and the community center is closed, everything is closed, we have, mm -hmm. we still have to pay a, a team. I, I don't want to 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 get rid of the team now yeah. not at all because we put a lot of emphasis on them we put a lot of training uh, we they've been with us they like family we, they've been with us since like eight nine ten years you know yeah. so uh the it's uh, something that we really want to keep going is to to keep a team and as long as we can and uh, and we hope that the school will be soon back open we do, we do too. Um, go to the... And you, you know what? Uh, when you read, we, we have some of the students, they came to tell us what the school was representing for them oh. and how they're missing. I will send you some of the, the writing, but they wrote to us. It was, a, mm. it, uh, it's their home, it's their refuge, it's the way they escape, it's the, it's the way they come to learn. They, they on break, they go to the to do music, uh, they go to the library. So for them to have the school closed more than six, seven weeks, it's uh, yeah. they never have a school. Even in, in, in when it's holiday, we do camp that at least they can come to have um, that they can come to have a, a meal at a school. So to have the, all the program completely shut down, it's um, it's a big loss for them. Yeah, that's the one thing. You're giving like you give them hope. Like I can see them in the videos when they're in the school. They they get to escape. Not saying that they're going through trauma, but they get to escape and be in this world of like hope when they're in the when they're in Malika. And you're gonna have risk. I hope a lot of them won't come back pregnant. You know, they are seven, eight weeks out of a school. Yeah. So it's um it's yeah. a lot of challenges that we have to take in consideration and um yeah. We, we just want our girls to be safe. We want the girls to be healthy. The problems with, um, with Africa, with, the, with what's happening now, that all the borders are closed and everything, the food price jumping, yeah. a lot of people losing their jobs, and yeah. there's a lot of insecurity coming. So we, we're talking about a lot of issues that uh, are beyond, um, not always you can't control. Um, well, Patrick, you want to go to that next one? Um, yeah, wait. The, well, yeah. So one thing I was wondering, and I may have missed in the beginning, uh, did you talk about the wells already? Or? Yeah, 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 she talked about the wells. Um, yeah, we built 20 wells over the 12 years because it's a village where there's hardly no water. There's the, no access to, there's no electricity. So it was something very important for us to, to give access to water. And we impact <laughs> more than 35,000 people a year through a water sanitation program. Okay. 
Um, and, you know, I've seen in other interviews, you know, you've talked about also like lobbying the government or, you know, advocating the government to build more roads, uh, you know, into Calabuca specifically towards the school. So I was wondering, especially as a nonprofit organization, you know, what challenges have you had with, you know, building up the infrastructure, but also maintaining it over time? Because at least in my research, it seems like a lot of this is coming from, you know, non other organizations through their philanthropic efforts like BOSS or I think another was GMK. So like what challenges do you run into trying to maintain like this infrastructure? Because for instance, with the wells, you're providing water for just about everything that they need. So, I mean, it's normally the function of a government, but you're doing it as a as a organization. Yeah. Yes, because I was seeing where they were going to fetch the water in the river and uh, so dirty. And I was like, no way that uh, I would close my eyes and it was important for me to 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 have to build uh, with Malaika and a lot of partners like Voss and different partners to build these wells. Um, the government, um, we're very neutral. We're not into politics at all. But you have to work with the government because in order to have the lands, you need the authorization. In order to function your school, you need the authorization. You know, so. Um, so by respect, every time I'm in a Congo, I always go to meet, I always go to see the Minister of Education, the Minister of Health. It's very important to have a good relationship with them. And if I have to tell them something, I will not say in public, I will close the door and I will tell them everything that I think. You know, I think we we all know our lack, we all know our issues in the, in the country and we all have to work together and try to lift each other. I definitely want to see more women, definitely at key roles. <laughs> I mean, yeah. government in Congo, I think it will be beneficial and it will change a lot of things. They, they, um, when we did the community center with FIFA, one of the big asks of FIFA, because they built 20 community centers after the World Cup 2000. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were 19, 2010, right? Uh, 2010. Yeah, 2010, the World Cup, they built 20 community centers. And on the specific uh, ask of FIFA, wherever they will build the community center with a NGO, they will have to have um, the government's mm -hmm. input trying at least to build a road and build and put electricity. So oh, wow. uh, we've been pushing that the road. So the road is done at 60% and it really bring a big change in the village because now bus can arrive there, yeah. uh, they can do businesses, they can go in town to do the, it was, it was, if you see the pictures before going, arriving to the school like 13 years ago, the road, my God, it was no road actually, it was insane. So now it's, um, it's 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 much uh, it's much uh, it's much better. I believe in individuals. I believe in working together. I believe in, in community. I believe in uh, I believe in 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 the sky. I guess you know. To, I believe in our ancestors being with us, and okay. and definitely this village was um, a calling with the ancestor. Okay, and just wondering with. And not just with the infrastructure, but also just in general, have you ever, has Malaka ever experienced any kind of pushback with any of the programs or uh, projects or anything like that? No, because before we do anything, it's not our aim to create a lot of programs. We, what we have, we want to strengthen what we have. But before implementing anything, we always talk with the village. 
we always talk with the village and we always ask them um, what they think and we have the input in everything we're doing. We don't want to impose. We want to make sure that they're okay with it. Okay. And I know you mentioned, you said you spoke to the chief in, in the village. So just wondering, in, in Kalibuka, is, do they have like a mayor or is it, is it a chief that runs that area? Right. There's chief, there's a bourgmess, and then you have the governor, and then you have a lot of entities. But um, yeah, we talk with them. There's no... They, they always come at the ceremonies and all of that. They, Malaika is a big change for the village, so they, they're very happy. And even when we do the feeding program of the community, it's a it's a it's a big plus in the in the village. So they they they're very uh, they, there's not another organization in the village that doing I think as much as um, as we do. Um, let me ask you this: um, you know, you do a lot of work with uh, Malaika. I mean, your work this. I hope you know you're like inspiring. Like we will, we have to do something. Hopefully, when we get like big, rich, and famous, we'll do we'll do something big. We'll name it like Bon Boys. But you know, African and and people like us, uh, I, I, people say I should create an organization. But all of us, we giving back. All of us, we are the grandmother or the mother or the brothers, the sisters. So it's already a giving back already. Okay, so do you feel like? With Congo being a country with a lot of challenges, right? Do you ever feel like you're not doing enough? Like, you do a lot, bless you. You do a lot. Do you ever feel like just your own personal, like, man, I'm not doing enough. I need to do more. Uh, of course, because when you go there, you 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 have uh, Malaika. I, I really want to be keep focus, and we keep focus on what we're doing. But it's very tough because when you I walk a lot in the village and I speak a lot with the, the people in my with the brothers, the mothers, the, ma the fathers. Yeah. And it's, um, you see so many problems, you know, even when I go to visit the house of the student where they live in one room, they're sleeping on the floor. So we're trying to buy mattress for the student. Yeah. But there's so many things that I wish I could do and help more, but but it's impossible, you know, to run Malaika a year is $400,000 a year. And uh, that was without the construction before. So you have to fundraise $400,000 every year. The nutrition the nutrition program is a big, big, big part of the budget, the, the salaries of the teachers and everything going around. So it's uh, it's massive. You have to understand that when the student arrives, we give them uniform, underwear, socks, shoes, it gives them everything. Let me let me ask you this: Is a lot of your um, the forms and a lot of your traveling is it pertaining to get, um, get, getting funds, getting grants, people seeing the organization for it to get sponsors? Is that? Yeah, when I travel, it's very important that you go to speak to conference to give your message and talk about the organization you're running and the impact that it has because. Uh, I'm not the best speaker in the world, but what we do is very specific and very special. Mm -hmm. So action talks more than words. Right. You know? So, so why it's important to go to an audience where they feel what you're doing, but it's not often where you raise the money there, but you raise money with personal relation, uh, you raise money for grants, for individual, for people, a lot of people that came to, to the school and to Congo um, became donors, ambassador of the foundation. 
and they talk to the family, to the community, and it's really word of mouth. So, let's say there's an 18-year-old girl in uh, Malaika. She finishes the program. She goes to university, and I don't know, in England or whatever. Is her is one of the goals of the students being in Malaika? They have to come back and try to help the community because I think that's a, sometimes that might be an issue where we have so much education among Congolese people, but we never come back. That's a big problem, you know, and that's the reason we really have to invest in strong institution in the Congo, in 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 Africa, and I think that's one of the reason. And that's great because I work. Um, I talk a lot with Asheshi University in Ghana, African Leadership um, Academy in South Africa, where we will want our girls to go there at some point in time or in institution to in Congo. But what's happening now in Africa that all the borders are closed and everything, it, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's show us that Africa has to be united, that each country needs to have their own resources we need to grow more food on the soil. We need to have good hospitals. We need. We cannot, when our elite has a problem, a health problem, they take the private jet or they fly and they fly in Belgium or in Morocco or in China or in South Africa to go have um, to to go to hospital. No, we need really to have strong health, strong education, strong infrastructure in our own country, strong universities, strong schools. And yes, the aim, our girls at Malaika, they are 13, the oldest are 13 years old. They will leave at 18. And they already decide to say, Mama Noela, I cannot believe in free is happy finish. We're creating a student fund mm -hmm. where we will um, help them uh, to achieve whatever they want to do. If it's a technical school, if it's a university, if they will study in Congo, or if, if they will have a scholarship abroad, or if they will enroll uh, online courses. So we really help them. We will help them in every ways. That's excellent. Um, grab that last question. Or We're not going to do like you guys. You're in LA and don't go back on me being here. No, no. no see, that's the, and that's the, see, that's the thing. Like us starting this group, one of the things is like we have to go back because one thing we've noticed is we've been only doing this together for a year. Right? Me and Julian are comics. Patrick, the lawyer, he's our manager. And one thing we've noticed is the confidence and the type of joy we've been bringing people, Congolese people around the world we've been connecting with, because they're like, yo, we we have the power. We have the resources, we have the knowledge, we have the education, we have to start working together to try to figure out how do we fix home? I would so, recommend you a few people, actually, you can interview, that would be great. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. oh, Noella, Malaika, let's go. Joe, I'm sorry, Joe, get that, get that last question. Wait, number nine or number 10? Um, no, number nine, actually. You want to do number nine? Yeah, go ahead, do number nine. Yeah, so, you know, with, avec tout ce que tu fais, toutes les activités que tu, que tu as et les responsabilités, comment est-ce que tu, tu maintiens cet équilibre, en fait, pour toi-même? I eat very well. I eat a lot of fruit, <laughs> fresh juice. I, I do my bike. We are in lockdown, so I do a lot of bike at home. I go for work with my kids. I do sometimes my uh, stretching. Uh, I listen to music. I love to to read, yeah, but uh, I read a lot of children books actually. <laughs> and uh, I'm very close. Uh, I have a few very close friends and close family members that I'm in touch with. 
and yes, I try to keep. Uh, I try to keep very calm. Uh, through the years, I learned to be calm, to think about doing a lot of things. I organize well my day, my week, my month. Uh, and in Malaika, we have a plan for the one year, for the five years. I delegate a lot. It's very important to delegate. That's, mm -hmm. I have an amazing team around me and a lot of great volunteers. And being a mother, being doing some modeling, running Malaika, traveling, speaking at conference, and going to Congo two, three times a year. So my agenda is completely packed. And I do help a lot of other people and other organizations. Yeah. Um, one of the advisors um, at Concordia Summit. Um, I'm a contributor editor at Global Citizen Magazine and one of the ambassador for education. I'm a global fund ambassador. So I do have, I have a list, but delegation is very key. And uh, the team, because you have to set the example. The team all over the world, Congo, America, the, the, the students, they see me working so hard. When I'm in Congo, I arrive at 9 a.m. I leave the school sometimes, Kalibuka at 5, 6 p.m. They see me coming on Saturday. They see me on Sunday. They see me working so hard, and they will feel that they have to work hard. And right. it's the reason that the team around me see me working so hard. They... At midnight, when I travel, they will they always make sure, no, like, are you okay? Do you have your notes for tomorrow? You have this and that. <laughs> they, they, they really care of me and I care of them. And, you know, I think, okay. I think, that's, I think that's very important that our, this younger generation of Congolese people understand you have to work hard. And you like, have to set the example. Right. You know, like, nothing is going to be easy. Like, as much as we want, we talk about the country changing and making it better for the future generation. It takes a lot of hard work. It takes a lot of sacrifice. Like, just listening to you talk about you travel, this interview, this IG live, this, that. I'm tired listening to it. But, <laughs> right? You know? But it's like you're, you're doing it to sacrifice for these girls and this community in Congo. So the and next to give a different image, too, of a, of a country, you know? I think uh, you have to show that um, we're proud of where we're from. Uh, we, I can stand in a room with the president, uh, with uh, big CEOs, and I'm not there to beg. I'm there to say, hey, we we have we we can be the change of our own country. We're gonna be the writer of our own story. Yeah. We have we are a rich country, but what is missing? We need to educate our students. We need to educate them. And you know what is important? We need to teach our history in schools. Yeah. And we need to teach to our wealth. Our student needs to understand that they're sitting on a trillion country. Yeah. And they need to take control of what they have and not accepting that you're going to dig the minerals for $1 a day. No, sorry, you're going to deal with me. We're going to transform our minerals. We're going to transform what we're growing in our soil. And we're going to talk business, you know, and that is super key. It's because we never teach, we never been taught what we have, the value of a country. No, and that's what I was um, saying earlier pertaining to about you instilling confidence. Like, it's, it's funny because I think the first time I contacted you when we shot that, um, when we tagged you on a podcast post and you're like, are you in Los Angeles? I was like, yeah, we're in Los Angeles. I wish you could come here because what you're doing can inspire so many people here because the same issue psychologically 
what confidence that we're, we're, we have back home, it's all, oh, it's here as well. And we need to have the, we need to get rid of the inferiority. You know, we've been colonized. Now it's like, we're not colonized anymore. We are Congolese, we are African. We're standing on the two feet. We have a brain, we can think, we can make happen things. Then definitely. Incredible. You want to get, get the next one, Patrick? Um, well, the, well, the second part of the question, because and obviously you're doing great things, but I'm wondering with everything you're doing, how do you practice self-care? You know, I love spa. That's one thing. Uh, yeah, I love spa. I, I love my spa. <laughs> I love to go relax. Uh, like I say, I do my bike. I do my walk. Uh, I keep calm. I, I take a lot of breaks in everything that I do. And I think I love my life because uh, it's not boring. You know, I can do a shooting a campaign, doing a photo shoot. I can be talking to a school. I can be talking to the diaspora. I can be in a plane. I can be in a huge conference where I'm speaking in front of big delegation. But I can be at the school in the Congo uh, or at the center and being with the student, being with the villages, walking in the village, uh, talking with the mothers, the fathers, the villagers, being there at the beginning of a construction of a well, uh, tidying the kitchen with the staff, um, doing things. And I think it's very important to be humble. I think the team on the ground feel related to me. I'm not, when I go in the village, I don't want any praise. I just want, uh, you call me Noela. I go there. Uh, at, some, at the beginning, they were calling each other, uh, sir, madame, between them. And I said, guys, stop it. All this protocol, this area, she lets all call by her name. <laughs> You know, and uh, it's um, you have to show that you don't do her, then you're just uh, a doer. I'm someone that uh, um, I talk, yes, but uh, I act. And what is Malaika and what we've been achieving, it's because it's been a lot of work, a lot of challenges, but uh, we put a lot of passion on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, wait, Patrick, you want me to get this next one? Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, so Miss um, Noella, how can our viewers help Malaika? Yeah, and actually, not to cut you off, Miss Noella, because no, I wanted to with this one, if you don't mind, we actually got a clip of uh, or one that Malaika prepared specifically of some of your efforts that you're doing right now for COVID in uh, Kalibuka, and I was wondering, just play it real quick, to, just to give folks an idea of some of the work that you're doing just now. But with the COVID, like I was saying before, we have 20 wells in a, in a lot of villages. So we really go towards all these wells we have. We bring awareness and um, guidance and explaining about the social distance, but social distance in Congo, in Africa is very hard. We give them soap, we give them hygiene awareness. We do feeding programs. We reach already more than 1,400 individual people. We're giving food, soap, because the price of the food completely jumped in Africa and especially in the Congo. We are suing a mask. We're distributing more than 500 masks to the community. And with our 3D printer, we're gonna do more than 400 shield masks where we're gonna give to hospitals and doctors. And um, and uh, yeah, so we're doing, uh, we created a fund emergency. So if people want to donate to our fund, emergency fund where we're reaching families with food and uh, we still have to pay all our staff because we don't want to put them in technical unemployment mm. they will not have anything so the even if the school the community center is closed we still have to pay all our staff 
And that's where uh, where we are. I always say to people, if you want to donate, even if you want to donate five dollars, but if we have one hundred people donating five dollars, it's five hundred is five hundred dollars. So any dollar counts. Myself, I don't take any salary of the foundation. I donate every year with my husband, and uh, I'm very proud. And a lot of brands that I collaborate and uh, partner, they all donating a certain percentage to uh, to Malaika. Awesome. Right. Terrific. This is awesome. So, yeah. Patrick, do you want to? So, Miss Noella, we're going to play a clip. And, so Patrick, do you want to play it? Yeah, yeah. It's about a minute and 30 seconds. So, here I go. Hey, go to, and it's really to be. The music right there for some triumphant actions you guys are doing. Which clip was it? Can you send me? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that Can you will send be. me which clip you did because I have no idea what you showed. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a clip. Uh, I they posted on the the, the Malika account. I think a few days ago. Yeah. Okay. Ah, uh, for the feeding program. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> I guess, um, okay, so since we sent, uh, sent the clip, um, what we'll do is as well in the, um, you know, uh, below in the comment section or in the bio, we'll definitely put I don't see you anymore. You, you don't see me? Oh, you don't? No. Wait, on, on IG Live or on, uh, I think IG Live is like kind of, reception might be bad. Hold on, I'm going to end it, share it, and I'm going to start again. Oh, well, I don't see you anymore. You don't? Wait, hold on. Uh -huh. Am I here? <laughs> Am I here? <laughs> um, wait, um, uh, Miss Noel, can you see us? On, uh, on, uh, no, I completely lost you. I did? Wait, hold on. Wait, I can you? hear you, but I don't see you. Um, maybe. So first of all, I wanted to ask a question. How did you hear about uh, Malaika and how did you hear about uh, me? Um, so we have a, one of our friends we grew up with was a part of the Congo uh, Diaspora Summit. And um, 
I interviewed her. We interviewed her on the podcast talking about the summit. So what's and, her name? Um, Luko, uh, uh, how did you say the last name? Kasomo? Kasomo. Yeah, Kasomo. And um, she was on the panel with you and um, during the summit. And um, So you should put me in touch with her. I would love to hear her. Oh, no, absolutely. Absolutely. That's funny because I feel like she, through her, we got in touch with you because we posted a clip talking about of her talking about you being at the summit. And that's where, um, like, when we tagged you, you messaged me and you said, Are you Congolese? Because, you know, I have this accent, so nobody believes I'm Congolese. Whatever. And I was like, We, Nazali Congolese, Dango Boy, And you were like, um, yeah, and then from then on, we started to have dialogue talking about Malaika, and I was like, "Wow, this is a great organization." I was, I, I said, "I'm going. We plan on going to Congo in the summer, you know, barring you know COVID-19." And they're like, "Great, you should come in, and do a." a it's weird. I don't see you still sad. Okay. What I think what we can do or try is each of us. Let's turn off our camera feed and turn it back on again. That might make a difference. Okay, I'll stop cam. But it doesn't matter. I can hear you, but sad. I don't see you. Okay. okay. Can you see us now? Maybe maybe you do the same thing. Stop cam and start cam. Yeah, because we can still see you. It's just yeah, we can see you. Yeah, the stream yard. Well, we found out a, a glitch. Like, you can still see me. Yeah, yeah we, we can, can still see you. Did you stop? Did you stop la camera and redémarre? You know, because um, I use a Mac, but I had a problem to go into your link with my Mac. So my husband put me on his laptop. He's uh, a, I have no idea, but he's how to use his laptop. He's not a Mac. <laughs> okay. Because what it is, I know it's um, it's the browser you use. Like if you're on your computer, it's like, what is it? Firefox and Google Chrome are the ones you want to use. Safari. Is they, you said, oh, I have uh, a problem. I don't see them anymore. I don't see them anymore. No, no, no. But they said they said to me, I don't know how to use your machine. They um they said to me what I should do. Okay. Uh, uh, they can see me, but I cannot see them. Hey, Walter. They all, they all in LA. They all Congolese. All born in LA with a American accent. Can you believe yeah. that? Pre pre born. <laughs> I don't know. My husband is uh, he come every summer with me in the Congo. Oh, hey, hey how are you doing? <laughs> no matter what the hell have you done? Because they put a clip, oh, and when good. they put the clip, <laughs> I know. This is great. We're getting this all on on the Bonto Boys podcast. This is great. Yeah. This is live ro- podcasting right here. No yeah. problem. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I'm trying to work out which one it is. It's a surface. Yes, surface machine. Yeah. Oh no. For some reason, I don't know what has happened there. Uh, it flashes up and then it goes right. We can see. We can see you guys. Yeah. Oh, you can see my husband. Yeah, yeah. we see him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot of fun. I go there every year. Not this year. We're we're booked to go, but I don't think we'll be going. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's just gone black. I um, it's it's hanging. I think, guys, uh, I might have to come back in. Is that going to be a problem? Yeah, no. If you come back and use the same link, you should be okay. Yeah, hey. no two seconds. See you in two seconds. All right, no worries. Uh huh. Uh, program. They put a clip, and since they put a clip, 
This is great. Put up some of these comments, folks. Look, 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 Julian, look. No, look what Noble said. Julian, French widener. Yeah, he speaks French. Oh, thank you for my friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Julian speaks French. Very fluently. Thank you, Noble Mandela. Thank you. Yeah, you know what's funny, Julian? Now you solidified us to him. All right? We got value, man. <laughs> you solidified us. Oh, I put man. it on the market, man. Hey, this is, hey, but this is great. This is... Like she's very like inspiring. Like okay, let me. Living in LA. Oh yeah, move that. Okay, can you see us now? You can say something about Calibuca. What do you want me to say about? But it? how you see growing the last ten years? Oh my gosh, oh, it's very different to when I first started. Uh, it is a, uh, it's an eco center. It's very beautiful. It's very uplifting when you go there. You have yeah. to go and see it though, you know because the atmosphere you have with all the children there when you arrive and there's 340 girls singing for you, it's a, a very uplifting experience. Right, all right. She does that. Like, you should definitely work. Oh. in summer, but it's good. Ah, you're not going in summer. They're three months in lockdown now in LA. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. We, go to, we go to LA sometimes, don't we? I have um, family there. So they're going to oh. do a reception for Malaika there. Are they? Yes, they're yeah. all Yeah. Yes. Oh, we're gone. Oh, we're gone. This is going to be great. I, well, of course, when quarantine's over, you know, and everything's safe, we're gone. We have to. Oh, you'll, like, have a lot of, you'll have a lot of fun there. Yeah, yeah. Place. The atmosphere is fantastic. The FIFA Center is wonderful. Yeah, we, we were watching. Oh, the yeah. And you like the beer there? The beer's good, you know. Simba. Simba. Skull or um, Primis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like it. Yeah, it's a great place. It's a lot of fun. So every um, summer he comes with us. Yeah, no, it's a beautiful school. You know, the thing about the school is it's very, um, it, it's it's a school that is very beautifully built and very nicely done. And you know, a lot of people could said, you know, why did you do something beautiful? And maybe you could have built a lot more schools right. uh, for the same price. But Noah's view is, you know, she doesn't want to build a school like all the other schools. She wants to build a school that's going to develop the future leaders of the country. Yeah, yeah, oh. and, and really make a difference, you know. No, and that's what you're doing. Like it's, mm -hmm. I'm, we were saying when you guys were um coming um when you guys got off the camera and came back, I was like, you're very inspiring. This is very, very inspiring. Like a lot of people around the diaspora need to see this. Like we're in Los Angeles. Uh -huh. If people here in Los Angeles saw La Malaika, they would be, they would be, they'll be amazed. Uh huh. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. You know, you 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 go through the Congo, and then you you're driving all through Lumbumbashi, you know, mm -hmm. the, the the city it's nearby, and then and then you arrive at the school, and you're like, hey, we're, it's like an oasis, right? Yeah, that's amazing. But then when you get out and you walk in the village, it's yeah. bring you back to the reality. But yeah, no, it's beautiful. You know, the the girls are beautiful, the the people around the area are beautiful, the 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 women who do do all the sewing and and right next to the FIFA center, they're always laughing and always smiling and singing for you when you go in there and measuring me up for Congolese shirts and things like that and shorts and all that type of oh, stuff. Well, you got the hookup over there. Yeah, yes. well, the only thing I don't like about the Congo is the fufu. I'm not a fufu fan. They eat everyday fufu. Yeah. You give them oh. rice like that, they say, no, we want fufu. You know, we've been together. How long have we been married for? 10 years. 10 years. And we've been going there for like 12 years. So, uh, uh. I've kind of grown up with it. <laughs> and my kids have definitely grown up with it, you know? That's this is great. Um, we want to thank my, my son is, uh, our son is nine years old. He's been like 25 years. 
25 I'm, times in He's been there many times, yeah. I'm jealous. I've only been back home once. So after Malika, I'm going to try to go every year. Wow. <laughs> you, you, you will do, definitely. So it's oh, cool, huh? They could look cool. I'm yeah. going to put them in touch with Eddie. Do you know Eddie Caddy? Have you ever heard of Eddie Caddy? Of course, of course. Yeah, He's yeah, hilarious. Yeah. a good friend of ours. Oh, absolutely. He, we would love to see when, Whenever you talk to Eddie, tell him that I taught, I taught him to dance. <laughs> we'll do. We'll do. I taught him to dance. Did yeah. you ever interview Eddie? You should We'd like to. We'd oh, like we would like to. We would love to. We would love to. He's a huge inspiration comedically. We would love to. So oh. I will put uh, Eddie in touch, and I will find. I will uh, find you some people. Yannick Nyanga. You will, and the other Yannick. Yannick uh, Bulasi. He plays soccer. No, but you want to uh, in Italy? What is his name? Oh, he's um, Max. Yeah, Max and Millie Yeah, so we're going to put in touch with great companies. Yeah, I'll tell you, he's a really cool guy. Yannick Nyanga is a beautiful man. Hey, we're, hey, that's... Noella, I think... Yes, okay, sure. Yeah, we're, we're, we're gratefully... We're, yeah, yeah, take contact. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah because through your show, if you can start to create a big community of Congo, Congolese and mm -hmm. is by each other and be all of us together is really yeah. important because yeah, yeah. The, the great thing about Yannick Bolasi, he's a soccer player. Uh, he he came to England, I think, when he was one year old, but he still plays for the Congo at soccer, that's, which is unusual. You know, you have a, you have a lot of very good soccer players, but most of them play for Belgium or France or. Okay. He he he's grown up in England, you know, and uh, he still plays for the Congo. My con my my premise, she's saying the beer. <laughs> My husband knows well Congo, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. well, well put very informed. Um, I guess there, we do have one more question. Um, I'm gonna go, I've got to go and put the garbage out. Nice hey, to meet you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to meet you, too. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, we we'll love to host Malaika and nobody, even if it's an event of 20 people or 10 people or 15. No, 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 Miss Noella. No, Miss Noel, this is the Bantu boys. There won't be 20 people. There'll be like 2,000. <laughs> <laughs> be 2,000. No, I'm like, you have to, you have to come to LA. No, so we do 14 years in Los Angeles. 14 years in uh, May, in May next year. Let's make it happen. You, you're, you're, you're now like our... Every time in May is the, the 14 years of Malaika, every year. So I think 14 years in Malaika and uh, Los Angeles. And uh, we can have a lot of people, and we do something nice, and music, and everything. No, please, no, I'm, I'm like, please, like, we would love for you to. We can help host, like, whatever you need. We're here. We're in Los Angeles. Um, you need to find the venue, and then it's easy to bring people. Well, absolutely. Um, there's one question we ask every guest. It's kind of off the cuff. What's your spirit animal? What is what? Your spirit animal. What's what's being done? Julian, our friend. Your animal, what spiritual? I do believe in God. I believe in God, and I believe in God. <laughs> what is that? No, so like, okay, like. Yeah, yeah. So like, I I believe my spirit animal is like a panther because it's like it's mysterious. It can climb a tree. It's strong. Like me, so it's a bird. A bird. Oh, that definitely a bird. I can go anywhere. I'm free. <laughs> I can fly. I like that. I like that. See, we're right here. We're right here. Hey, ah. you said I believe in God. 
Well, it's my fault. It's my fault on that one. <laughs> But no, you didn't really translate well. What was it, guys? I'm sorry. That <laughs> is so funny. But um, yo, dude, wait. My mine is a uh, panther. Julian, what's yours? Tiger. Tiger. Why? Man, for the you know the the spirits of fearless. Fearless. But I, I, I can be a tiger too. You know the fearless. Uh, <laughs> definitely, I'm fearless. <laughs> but um, but guys, the um, yeah, we wanna we wanna. So where are you gonna put this footage and everything you got? So it's on YouTube. We're going to once we probably on Monday, we're gonna have the audio on Spotify and iTunes. So all next week, we'll be making clips and posting clips and tagging you. So if it's annoying, please forgive us. We're just tagging you. Don't worry. Yeah, and um, we just want to thank you so much. Uh, it was the birthday of my daughter, and uh, she said half she wants some gift, and half uh, she wants donation to for the girls in the Congo. So she raised nearly eight hundred dollars. Oh, that's sweet. Oh, that was great. Oh yeah, tag your um, happy birthday to your daughter and. And she's like, she has a YouTube. Kara is a star that does everything. You need to follow her. <laughs> yeah, plug plug her plug her Instagram and her her YouTube. I know she doesn't have Instagram, but YouTube, yeah. YouTube. <laughs> on so lockdown, she was a she entertainer, so that was cool. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. So, Miss uh, Noella, what's your? Um, where can people follow you? Wait, before before we go into that, uh, oh, check the chat real quick. Go ahead. Do you think? No, I'm just saying. Like, just let me know because. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Miss, uh, yeah, yeah. If we have time for questions, yeah, go ahead, Miss Noella. Do you have time for questions? Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Patrick, go ahead. Do your thing. Okay, so you guys go ahead and read it all. Oh, okay. How have you leveraged technology? Laura, what's up? How are you? <laughs> How do you leverage technology to educate your students? How can diaspora leverage technology to educate students in the Congo? But we're using technology because they learn uh, computers, they learn how to use a computer, they learn to code, they have STEM, they have robotics. The, the big problem that you, you have in the Congo is the electricity. You know, mm. only a very low percentage uh, have access to electricity and low percentage of school have access to electricity. We are uh, running by solar panel at the school and at the community center. Mm -hmm. A lot of schools have generator. It's very expensive. It, you have to maintain. So that's what we have to lobbying and really push the government. They, they need to invest in electricity that we bring quality, uh, even more uh, education quality to a different level and when you can really leverage the technology in every school. It's time we, we I hope are... you're well, Laura. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to come back to New York and we can have lunch. Okay. We're going to go to the next one, Pat. Okay. Next question. Yes. Do you have plans to expand into other villages? No, I don't have any plan to extend to other villages. The West, we're doing a lot of villages. Uh, we have one model in one village and we want to make it strong and really follow the student. It costs us so much money to build the school, the center, everything we have and to maintain everything. And it's very important to keep focus and, and doing good and um, quality. And for me, you know, when people ask, do you want to do more schools? No, it's so much emotion for me. Every student has a story. Every student has a challenge, have happiness. And uh, Louise, Anita, uh, Augustine, Anna, they all have a story and I want to be focused on them and 
going with them. Julian, read the next question. How do they, they get funds to run that budget yearly? Because now we reach 13 years and our program are bigger. So it costs 400,000. When we started, it was not as big. It was maybe uh, $30,000 a year to run Malaika and the following year, 50 or 70. And then, then, then. But now we have 45 staff. We're giving breakfast, lunch. We have two part time staff in New York. But 85% um, of what we're raising go to the program. We raise money for individual, for corporate, people run marathon, people gave their birthdays, people sponsor girls every year, people, uh, we do a lot of uh, grant application. And after 13 years, we have good credibility. So um, a lot of people came on the ground, a lot of our partners, a lot of donors, family foundation. We have a lot of people coming and they, and they see the impact that um, of what we're doing has in, uh, in the community. The next question, yeah. three more questions. Okay, ooh, all right. Yeah. Michelin, well, you on fire, a lot of questions from prime to very good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> What's the culture of women being for home while also going home? Oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead, Ms. Noel, go ahead. What do you balance the culture of women being home? Uh, I think the world is changing. Africa is changing. I think women want to be independent. Uh, I don't think so a student uh, seeing themselves being home, they see their mum. You know what? We say uh, our culture, the mothers stay home. Our mum always work. They always go to the market. They always go to try to sell things. They, they tidying, they organizing the house. Being a mum too is a full-time job. And uh, even more than ever that we have to be teacher now with the homeschooling. So I think the culture is changing in Africa. And but we're seeing girls that they want to be independent. They want to have their own jobs, their own career. And I think it's very important. And we, we, we have to let, we cannot impose it, I do think. I think we have to let the, the learning process come very naturally. Okay. Okay. All right. So, wait, so let's do two more. Okay. Next year, two. Two? Okay. I actually do have one. Go, go, um, go. And this is one just personally, just, you know, doing a little research. And you mentioned your daughter earlier with her birthday fundraiser, which I was just, when I saw that earlier this week, like it really made me smile. Like, and I really do like the fact that your kids are so just enthusiastic about giving back, doing good back home in Congo. So, I'm wondering, what did you do with your children to get them so enthusiastic about? you know, charity work, philanthropy. But my kids have been two, three times a, a year with me in the Congo. So they, they, they grew up, they have Congolese, have English for them. They grew up with, with being in villages, going with me every, every day when we're there for six weeks. So they have their friends. My son over there, when he arrives, he has his 20, 25 friends and all the village coming to play football with them. My daughter has the entire school. She plays with the girls and she wants to wear the uniform like them. And we go to the village. They see the, the degree of poverty, of not having the water. My daughter has a well on the name and my son has a well on his name. Mm -hmm. And uh, every few months, they put the clothes that they want to give, their books. Uh, they, they give sometimes their pocket money and they see me working for, for with Malaika. So for them, it's uh, it's something my daughter, for her, mommy, I want to raise money to give them sweets and food, you know. So for her, she's very, 
um, very basic and very straight to the point because she knows that they don't have a lot of food and or sometimes my son will say mommy I want to raise money to buy a mattress for one of my friends so it's good and when we go to the Congo I always tell them to choose a few projects where they want to help so my son chose a few of his friends where he wanted them uh, some of them were not going to school so we contribute to the school and uh, my daughter contributed to different things she wanted to do for some of the girls in the village. So it's very, it's very cool. But it, I, I didn't want to impose them. And every day I work on them, like, I don't want to impose them. But they hear my conversation. They can tell you everything going on at Malaika, and they they're very they're very attached. They say, "Mommy, don't worry. Well, if anything happened to you, we will take over Malaika." Oh, so, you know, it's a too big works. responsibility. You don't want that. But they, they they you know kids see in different ways. Uh, they see very straight to the point. When my son go to pick up his friend where he lives, he see that his friend doesn't have water, that his friend doesn't have a bed doesn't have food, doesn't have a bucket. He said, mom, let's buy bucket, let's buy mattress. So they very see the reality very in a simple way. All right. All right. Very sad. That's good. Your kids are very empathetic. That's amazing because that uh, awareness at such an early age. So I think that that's very powerful, you know. Yeah. And it's, you know what? And it it uh, it showed them in the in the homework because uh, one of the teacher called me one day and say, oh my God, uh, uh, we write um, what you think should be good for the world and what you want. And every child needed to write, and a lot of things they wanted: the PlayStation, they wanted this and that. And uh, I think my son my son wrote something that. Uh, he wanted food and and masters and water. He wanted. He, he was writing a lot about things that he is he exposed in the Congo, mm -hmm. and it was very very touching. So I, I, I guess I guess we never know how kids grow up, but they they will grow up a little bit with this um, humanity and 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 giving back. Right. Um, I guess do we have one uh, time for just one question? Last yeah. question. Um, cause nobody else put a question here, but I did cut you off with the last question in the previous section, which was what can, uh, our viewers, what can we do to help Malika now? Yeah. But they can donate the skills. They can donate the time. They can volunteer. They can go to the Congo, volunteer on the ground. They can, um, they can donate. I'm always encouraging people to donate five, ten dollars. It really helps, and even more than ever now because with the crisis that we're living on, and spread the word, share on the social media, and and we we we're becoming a big family. And and, and volunteer for the 14 years uh, event we will do in Malaika in Los Angeles. Yeah, that's right. Hey, hey. We put the link as well too, right at the bottom, so people can see it. Um, I guess. Um, Julian, is there anything else you want to say um, before um, we let Miss uh, Noella go? No, I'm just uh, impressed and uh, very hopeful for the for the future because I truly believe that we, as we you know we mentioned earlier, uh, that we do have all these natural resources, we do have the knowledge, we do have what it takes to create uh, the best for the you know the the future generation. So I'm very hopeful and uh, you know I'm very excited. About what um, and you know when I see you and seeing this generation and the interest you have and want to go back, that that give me hope because I think if we all work together, that's that's where the 
the change is happening and the change yeah. is already happening. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I, guess, I guess the last that thing makes- was, he said he'll volunteer for the 14 years in LA. Noah, uh, no, no, no. Yeah. Um, you know one- him, no bless, Oh yeah, of course. He's great. Oh, oh he's great. Too. Oh, he's great. He's great. Great interviewer, by the way. Great we interviewer. We need to create a host committee. It's not You need to have maybe five people or six people. One will find the venue. One will look for the food. One for the drink. One for the music. And then... Yeah, uh, and that's it. More work. We're going to do We're, we're going to do this. Miss uh, Noel, we'll be in contact. We're going to do this. Perfect. <laughs> no quarantine. Um, I guess, yes, yes, of course, bear in quarantine. Um, we want to say thank you. We're very humbled for taking time out of your busy schedule. To We really appreciate this. You have no idea. We're huge fans. Um, we respect your work. You know, it's very encouraging. Uh, we hope you know, like, you have, like, brothers in L.A. that will, that are, when we go to Congo after quarantine, we're going to, like I told Sarah, we're going to do this presentation, do this improv um, show for the girls at Malaika. Um, yeah, and you know, you can follow us at uh, Bantu Boys on Instagram, YouTube. Thank you, everybody, for all the comments. Um, for uh, everybody for watching. Um, like I said, Miss um, Noella, we will tag you. Um, when we make clips and post it on Instagram or whatnot, and put the Instagram of Malaika, Malaika DLC too. Oh, oh, sure, absolutely. Sure. Oh, absolutely. And uh, oh, yes, yes, for sure. Yeah. And um, you can yeah. put Noella too, but Malaika is really what we're doing. Oh, and um, yeah, so um, yeah, Julian, plug your social media. So right there, Julian Chikuna mm-hmm. is on right here. Mm-hmm. You can follow me there or at the Bantu Boys, which is very simple and easy. Uh, yeah. And um, Patrick, where can we follow you? Uh, Congolese.youtubers or African YouTubers, both on Instagram. Yeah, and um, yeah, you can follow me, Blake Oziza Wisa Jr., or really follow the Bantu Boys. Um, you can follow my other podcast, What the Hook Podcast. Um, and yeah, and thank you so much. And Miss Noella, thank you so much. No problem. Thank you, guys. Huh? And see you soon in LA with Kalipka. And uh, looking forward to see all the footage. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no problem. Huh? Merci. A bientôt. Bye. Bye. Bye, bye, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha